0: Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 163. I'm Nick Cole.
1: I am Single White Medusa.
0: And our mic failed today, so we're actually having to record straight from the phone. So, please bear with us. We will try to get this show under control. Uh, But it is an interesting day. A A lot going on, a lot of things happening.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, probably the Elon Musk Twitter thing is one of the most major things that we're excited about most of us are I'm sure very excited about it
0: I think I'm pretty excited about it because it really is a singular moment in history in which um, you know I mean there's a lot of ways to look at it it's very interesting but what happened is a dude spent 43 billion dollars to ensure free speech Yeah. and that was because he was censored by a group of blue-haired people who think that the only arguments that you can ever have are sermons that they preach at you and anything that you say and it's kind of funny to watch it today because they're literally reinforcing why this has happened by saying well free speech just looks like it's for white straight men you know and I'm like, like it's it's the salt over there is amazing and it's it's a pretty interesting time <clears throat> but I know that Twitter was important everybody has to understand that both Twitter, Google, and Facebook were all developed by DARPA. And so Twitter was a part of whatever plans they have. And you have to look at, you know, the whole big sort of, you know, thing that's going on in the world and how the blue check globalist elite use Twitter to basically, like, reinforce anything they want to do. And and I think it's like Newsmax. We'll play these videos where you can literally see all of the same people rehashing the same talking points and suddenly twitter has been kicked out from under them but it, it really hasn't they can say all those things yeah. they can still do all those things no one
1: said they couldn't but
0: the the quiet part that they're not saying out loud is they now don't have the bully pulpit and that's the thing that they can't stand and why they wanted to pout and take their marbles and go and why they think this is an attack on free speech because the wrong oligarch bought it and all these kinds of things so it is it it's very interesting but i do think it was critical to the globalist plans and so uh i see freedom breaking out i see a lot of wild things happening but one of my big concerns is what are they going to do for damage control if this is not part of the plan single-handedly you know on another note Musk has basically killed every other Twitter platform in one move.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, now that you mention it, I mean, I hope that he's not part of the plan and that that was all part of part of it. I mean, I want to. believe. Well, considering
0: that he he went right over to Joe Rogan and reinstated Alex Jones, I have a feeling I have a feeling he's off the reservation. Yeah. And then considering that Variety immediately came out and said, oh, we're we're releasing to Elon Musk. exposes (laughs) you know i'm sure those will be fair and balanced oh yeah you know like i mean if only they could find amber heard to like tell us you know that he beat her and all these kinds of things Mm -hmm. oh but she got diagnosed in course today as having multiple personality disorder and also a histronic personality you know which is basically the standard actress yeah so it's 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 an incredibly wild time in which very interesting things are happening um but my fear is and i've i've said this for four years is I think that Trump was an aberration in the globalist plan towards laying down the control grid. What is the control grid? It's basically, uh, if they could have only one part of it, it's a lot of things. But the one part they really want is digital currency. And they're really, really, really close to getting that. So I see Twitter as another Trump for them, as in an aberration that was unplanned, uh, an attack, a a pretty, you know, if Elon Musk plays chess, he plays chess really well. Because it was such an out-of-the-box attack that they, you can tell that they did not expect. Because even at the last second, BlackRock and and, uh, Vanguard tried to come in and buy 10% of the shares. And they should have bought more and shut it down. Or they should have bought the company. But because they've been spending all their money on real estate, I don't think they had the cash reserves to do it. So what it must do, he went to every other bank and borrowed money except the two that financed Twitter and they were all in on it because it's an incredibly chaotic time and it's stuff like this that's good and everything like that but I do think that we are looking at a controlled implosion of the economy in western civilization and the elites think well isn't it great if everything goes according to plan the way that we want it and then suddenly something like this happens and we all freak out and go, oh my gosh, you know, what are we going to do? Well, it's stuff like this that could break the entire narrative.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which we love, which is great. Um, well, it's,
0: we love it and it's great. I know that you were plan. staring at that chick's dress as we walked by. <laughs> but uh, what I was trying to say is it's not great. I mean, it's it's great. We love this. We love foiling their plans. Um, because I'm just now here for the bonfire. I'm here for the flamethrower. Um, but what I'm trying to say is this can cause things to get worse because their controlled implosion requires, you know, everything falling apart the way that they want it to fall apart. Well, what happens if things cascade and get out of control faster than they can control and it all really falls apart?
1: I see what you're saying. And, but I would still say, yeah, but if you just let it go the way they're planning, that's horrible for sure horrible so i will go with the gamble of doing the unexpected to them and they have to scramble and they have to try something crazy yeah that could be bad too but we don't have another option because their plan is horrible and no freedom for anyone and death for a lot of people so in my opinion the globalist plan and so yeah you have to kind of let the chips fly and take the gamble yeah And I don't know, they could actually fail. See, that's the great thing about foiling their plans. They'll do something crazy and that could be horrible, but also they could fail.
0: Well, we talked about this on the Insiders podcast on Saturday. And so if you haven't subscribed, now would be a great time to subscribe and get in and hear those conversations and things like that. But I'll go in and touch on this a little bit, Um, which is we're at a very bad moment in the United States in that we are now basically not even servicing the debt on all the money that we borrowed but we are now paying interest we are now borrowing money to pay the interest if you walked into any bankruptcy court in the united states and told the judge what your situation was the judge would almost flat out demand that you declare bankruptcy once you're at that point um are we really bankrupt or or, you know like is all our money being spent no we are being looted by the people that are in control of us and the suffering is intentional, and you can look at it in almost every 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 possible area. They are looting us left and right. I do, after the video we posted behind the paywall for the insiders, um, by what's his name, John what?
1: John Titus.
0: John Titus, who's a lawyer who does financial analytics. Uh, when you look at the fact that even Powell, who runs the Fed, confirms that if you can manage inflation well we're not managing inflation we're now in hyperinflation we are probably most likely in a recession and you can maintain the US dollar as the fiat reserve currency then you can continue to sort of do this ponzi scheme but you know joe biden effectively took you know has now taken steps that the dollar is not the reserve currency it is for much of the world but an option was added in and it's just like the same thing with twitter once that option was added in that you know free speech could be back on twitter and everything like that you're actually seeing people run back in droves to twitter today and destroy all the quote-unquote conservative platforms that everybody was supposed to go over and 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 support and everything like well that's all done getters done truths done uh gab is done uh twitter's back on top i hope it's a free speech platform and everything like that but this was a pretty shocking move and so when you introduce those kind of things you're in big trouble i would probably say honestly because of the bad faith conversation of the left like even today saying that um this isn't about free speech it's about racism it's about <laughs> white supremacy know, like those aren't that, that those aren't adult conversations what what was the word you used retarded
1: yeah and i mean sorry
0: i don't mean that no 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 no, no, no. It is, no, it is no it is retarded okay. special needs people are special needs people right. retarded people are willfully people who retard their intellects in favor of playing for a football team retard their are their arguments and their conversations instead of having a, an honest dialogue in that they are retarded. And so, you know, there there like, oh, this is, you know, it was one that stuck out to me. Oh, this looks like free speech for white people. Yes. <laughs> what? It has uh, first off, Elon Musk is an African American. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Just so you know. Oh, the color thing. That's what you guys see all the time. Yeah, that's right. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, no one ever said any yeah. race. Yeah. Elon Musk is literally
0: more African than 98% of the African Americans in the United States. That's true. So interesting times, but let's have good faith conversations. That's what I would say. That's the path out of this. But what I'm seeing is a group of people who are looting us, a group of people who have a timetable because they've sold out the implosion of the economy, because they want to move to an economy where they own nothing, where they own everything. You own nothing, you rent, and you look to their hand to take what's given to you. That's, I'm, I'm, I, you know, if you think I'm just making that up, or it's paranoid fantasy, or whatever, go read their books. They actually say that, and be surprised that their timetable has the implementation of those steps from 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, and then final control grid, you know, lockdown, cap. We've 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 arrived at 500 million people. Now consider there are six billion to seven billion people on the planet Earth. Their little plan says there's only 500 million people. So what are they doing? Well, they're doing disease. They're doing COVID. Uh, I think default the vaccine injury is disease too. Um, they're doing war. We're, we're, I, we're starting World War III, and now World War III has gone to a low simmer because it wasn't. It was turning out to be very. I, I people praised the propaganda war. I think it was so ridiculously bad that people started reporting on it. And now they have to move it to a low simmer before they can really turn it up. And, you know, Putin can quote unquote use chemical weapons or nuke somebody. And, and then we can have a little 9-11 and get involved or anything like that. But it's amazing how uh, World War III is now on a low simmer, but they're still shipping the weapons. Raytheon is still shipping the weapons. Um, China is asking when we're going to send them weapons. We're literally sending weapons to China to fight us most likely in World I War three
1: that is insane oh my gosh
0: and then the big 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 all-time winner is famine and that's what I think we talked about on the podcast on Saturday which is the suspicious number of food plant uh, food plants that have bur- been burned down or been hit by an aircraft and some people jumped in and provided some very interesting insights who've worked in that industry but one person said, yeah, I worked in this industry, and a lot of people are noticing a lot of quote-unquote hinky stuff. So there is some really weird attacks against the supply chain. Jump over to China, look at the Shanghai port closure, which is the busiest port in the world, which supplies a lot of the United States. A lot of people are making assumptions that everything is going to be okay. And I think right now in the United States, we're being led down this primrose path of like, hey, you've got your freedom back. Live your best summer. Go to Coachella for two weeks. And I think it's literally time for you to buy a lot of cans of food and ammo and do what I did and consider looking at some portable rolls of barbed wire that you can lay around your little estate and create some avenues of approach and keep some people out of areas that they might come at you sort of asymmetrically and things like that. Uh, A nice, good roll of razor wire or bob wire shouldn't cost you more than 114 bucks. Get some mechanics gloves and a couple of shears or pliers, and kind of look at some videos how to tie that off. And kind of, but it's a really easy way to defend your property because very few people want to go through bob wire. People can go through bobbed wire if they're smart. Most people aren't smart enough to go through bobbed wire.
1: Yeah, and like in our neighborhood, you know, if you live in a neighborhood with, I'm just randomly guessing. 80 houses i don't know a lot of other houses Uh, i'm pretty sure they're not going to take the time to mess with your barbed wire house fortress house (laughs) if there's like plenty of other ones to loot
0: go over there and go to my neighbor who keeps his door open all his doors open all day long (laughs) with all his expensive stuff in the garage go over there i'll be fine here and (laughs) with me and all my guns and barbed wire and knives and cans of chili (laughs) exactly uh before we go a little further let's jump in and do our film review because we usually do we go see a movie on sunday so we went and saw a movie on sunday and it was uh the unbearable weight of massive talent starring Nicolas cage and i would say that it was one of my favorite movies of the year it was incredibly deft funny there were moments where it could have gone really weird and dark. And it didn't it stayed it stayed it it, it was like nick cage's best acting and like the scenes and you have to see the movie to understand this with himself are probably some of the best acting scenes you'll ever see um but it was very like it was very honest uh and and open and exposed and then fun and interesting and kind of a fun story and a little kind of strange buddy comedy
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I loved it. And um, real quick, because I think you were saying um, to your business partner earlier today, I heard you talking to him about it, that like this, even Nick Cage felt like this was his comeback movie, because he was really proud of it and like the performance that he did, which is true. But I have to say just a real quick shout out. We saw a movie with him last year that I also loved called Pig. So yeah. I think he's actually done a lot of good work
0: yeah. recently. Nicolas really like Cage that, has right? that thing that you have to have in Hollywood, which is being watchable. Yeah. And then the movie makes fun of Hollywood, yeah. which is fun, too. Like, there's there's a lot of stuff to catch in that movie, but it really is like it's totally worth your money. It's totally fun. Um, I'm The left would have called it racist and white supremacist because it has a white star and there just aren't enough black people in it even though Tiffany Haddish is in it and yeah. she has to save the day and shoot it's everybody great. down all these kinds of things but it's still it's still not black it's enough. enough it's I mean, not, not like enough because I that's that's the rule law. with the left is it's never enough, never enough. remember Elon Musk by no way shape or form is a conservative and neither was Donald Trump right but now that they've gone off the reservation they will be known as right winger i know you know things like that so what was the what was the the only thing that saved um, the unbearable weight of massive talent from being the worst Hitler movie of the year is the fact that The Northmen came out, which oh. is a bunch of white Vikings killing other white Vikings, <laughs> and apparently that's racist. So they said that that was a white supremacist movie and everything like that. There just weren't any black Vikings. Because they didn't. Black work in Vikings. Any black Vikings that never existed. Black Vikings weren't represented, and Chinese Vikings weren't. And you know, it's just the utter insanity of a bankrupt party that's fallen apart where they're only like first off they have to leave twitter because they're so upset that they might have to honestly honestly and intellectually defend their ideas to other people instead of just having a default platform that encourages promotes And spins them up and the ridiculous things that they say about people having 57 genders. And if you dare disagree, then you're shadow banned, you're blocked, blah, blah, blah. Maybe an example. I have been doing Twitter for maybe 10 years. And I've won two Dragon Awards. And I have two of the best-selling science fiction and fantasy series out there. And um, I have lost followers. I've gone from like 5,000 followers to like barely 3,000. I'm under 3,000. Um, everybody, I like, I'll see this, like, here's no name author guy. There was this guy named Dan Harmon, never heard of him or anything like that. And, and he's over there living it out and everything like that. And I look at his followers, it's like 875,000 followers. You know, I knew this one guy and he would tell us like, Oh, I have such a massive Twitter following. And he was just a, he was a total knob weasel. And, um, he, he, as one person I know pointed out, he's like, he has sixty thousand followers but he hasn't sold sixty thousand books. How he do that?
1: <laughs> I know, and and that person also said they've looked at his Twitter and it literally is just kind of like promoting his book and so you're like, Yeah, there there's kinda no way. Why would you follow him?
0: Because you can go buy, buy you can book. go buy bots, which yeah. is what a lot of people were doing, but also Twitter was basically giving people bots that said the right things. So that's how you'd have here's, you know, Sassy Fernandez. Sorry. Sassy Gutierrez, uh, NBC local reporter with a million, two followers. And it's like, how, how does that happen? Because everybody was upvoted because the playing field was on level. And so that's why they're reeing so hard and gnashing their teeth is they now actually have to be like everybody else. So the people that claim to be for the common man, for the downtrodden, for the minorities and everything like that, apparently they can't fight unless both of your hands are tied behind your back And they get a big, sharp stick to wail on you. Yeah. And and that's like, this cuts to the core of the racism of the left, which is they're the great white hope, and everybody else is downtrodden, and they get virtue for looking at you and promoting you, little minority. And that's how they feel. They do literally feel that they're better than everybody else. And what today proved was they're spoiled, entitled children who don't have a spine. And when things get rough, they cry, they go fetal, and they run away. And you know what? We all knew that. But what I'm hoping some of them are getting is a good look inside of themselves to say, am I honestly that weak? I've had those moments in my life. I would have told you, like, at this point, like, oh, I'm really fit because I go to the gym, you know, six days a week, and I work out for four hours. And then I would uh, do this bar class with this teeny tiny little girl. And she would come over to me and say, um... You shouldn't take as many weights as you're going to put on there. And I'm like, well, I can do this. No problem. And then she would proceed to reduce me to tears by, you know, like, and, and same thing happened with CrossFit and other things. Like you can think that you're strong when you have made the game work for you. And you can do that with weightlifting and muscle building. If you do that repeatedly and everything like that, you can think that you're strong and then you can go do CrossFit with some little girl and she can just reduce you to a puddle of tears.
1: Yeah, exactly. I am not that little girl, however, because you usually slightly... You crossfit hard. I do, okay. I do yeah. good. But I don't, I wouldn't say I like... Here's left. the
0: thing you do. You don't cheat.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. I cheat a little every <laughs> so often. <laughs> I know.
1: Because I'm always counting, and I know uh, when you do less.
0: Because <laughs> I'm 54. <laughs> am I 54 or 53? Let's see. I'll be 54 are, this year.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. So you're 53. You only just turned 53 yeah. a few months ago. Let's, let's enjoy that for a while. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll, I'll cheat a little, you know, just because I'm like beat or my knees hurt or whatever. But... You know, then I'll make it up and go harder on other things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do extra credit sometimes. That's true.
0: So, here was... An, so, we've talked about... So, I definitely highly recommend The Unbearable Weightness of Massive Talent. What was your favorite scene?
1: Oh, man. There were a lot of good ones. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, so you've mentioned the ones with him and his kind of younger self. And those are great. I also like a lot of the ones with the... At first, you think... Um, not necessarily good guy, but you just think like rich foreigner, kind of silly guy, whatever, who's a big fan of his and wants to hire him to come to his birthday party for a million dollars. And so, and then he ends up, you find out he's a bad guy, but then maybe, maybe he's not so bad by the end, but I like a lot of their scenes. Those are pretty funny. They're very like, they the 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 fan it's like he wants to reenact he doesn't actually say it but it's like he wants to reenact a lot of the big like movie scenes and action movie scenes <laughs> he seems to kind of try to make that happen or if they're in a situation he really kind of like tries to make it that and those are pretty funny yeah. actually
0: my favorite scenes are what a nut nicholas cage is
1: he is i know <laughs> <laughs> no he's really but hats
0: off to him for being willing to expose that because um a lot of people would if they were going to make something like that would would try to make something that protected them or made and, and like Tom Cruise would
1: do that yeah, would like
0: like, like there's like there's no protection in that. He gives you a good look, I think honestly, at what's inside his head. And he maybe even embellishes it so it's even funnier. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 flattering and unflattering. And he only gives himself one defense, which is the greatest defense that any person but i'll also say man can have and he just says i do these things because this is how i pay my bills and
1: i'm trying to take care and i'm trying to
0: take care of my family and i work hard yeah and it's he goes it's not about my art or my craft or anything i'm just trying to work what's wrong with that and i think there's a lot of people that can relate to that in this day and age and i found that totally honest because the average actor we know is going to say because we've been around them all they're like oh my craft yeah my art and everything like that and it's like no no i just really need to pay my bills
1: yeah i liked how in the credits
0: he. that was the best part is like so i'll just hips you a little bit inside so he he also plays himself he plays himself nick cage but then he plays his younger self probably right around the age of valley girl which is kind of his first big movie and that character is an asshole And it's just a typical young Hollywood male and everything like that. But that's the character with all the confidence and all the motivation and none of the self-doubt. And the brilliance of Nicolas Cage is he's able to tap back in and actually play that guy. And he's completely... They do some CGI on the face, but that character is completely different than the guy that we see before us for most of the movie. And um, so what most people don't know because you know you kind of maybe you have to be kind of in the film industry or whatever but Nicolas cage is one of the rare people that didn't use family connections to get his um to make his way in life even though people wanted him to his uncle is francis ford coppola his aunt is rocky's wife from rocky um so he would go on auditions and he's talked about this and everybody would say oh i want to talk about your uncle you know, and I want to uh, because his name, his real name is Nicholas Kim Coppola. And so instead, he changed his name to Cage so people would stop asking about that and he could be taken. Everybody always kn- knew, but you know, hats off that he did that. So the funny thing is, the character, young Nicholas Cage, in the credits, he names his real name. Yeah. So that was
1: pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it
0: was, <laughs> it, it's really worth your time. It's a great movie, whether you rent it or go see it and pay for overpriced cocktails. It was very, very nice. It was a good time. Then a weird thing happened. Tiffany Dover. So, we knew that this was coming because the guy who's sort of the Tiffany Dover whisperer. Joe, what's his face? Leonard. Leonard? Mm -hmm.
1: Who's a video game guy.
0: Who's a video game guy. He actually has made a cool uh, game that's going to be on Steam. I think it's in beta right now. It's called Never Grind. Looks fun. I think it's kind of like an EverQuest kind of thing but he seems like an honest and cool dude so i bet it's an okay game or a good game or you know whatever i would buy the game probably on the strength of him because he seems like a fair honest shake of a guy i don't know if it's good i haven't played it so i can't recommend it and tell you it's great or whatever but i'd probably give it a shot because he seems like a cool dude
1: i could say i'm sure um listening to him enough on his other stuff he it's not gonna have woke stuff in it so that already yeah um gives it
0: my favorite woke moment is when i'm playing uh sea of thieves and you go into the tavern and there's a rules for pirates and i'm all well first off pirates don't have rules because we're pirates (laughs) and you know the rules are all woke shit you know the pirates don't judge each other by their body type
1: gosh no Uh, way
0: pirates never (laughs) attack other pirates (laughs) i'm all did anyone even read anything about pirates
1: Pirates don't judge each other on their body type? Was that a real one? Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. It was gender and all. It Uh, was just... It's just... It's the ridiculousness of wokeism where they just like... It's like what somebody said about the new Halo movie. They said it's like whoever made this movie had never played the game or even cared to look at the source material. You know, it's just... That's why, you know, Hollywood is falling apart because there, there are people... And Disney said that, like, the the executive said, oh, I'm always looking for ways to get the gay agenda into these. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but that's not your job. No one actually hired you to be the gay whisperer at Disney. Right. What they actually hired you to do was to put on the Colors of the Wind show. And and there you are trying to figure out how many gay elk you can have dancing around in the back. And that's just, no one asked for that. They wanted a Colors of the Wind thing, you know, or whatever it is. I use that as an example. So, the Tiffany Dover thing... Um, you knew you knew you know you're over the target when msnbc decides to dive on the grenade and tell you that tiffany dover uh that they're doing an expose on tiffany dover and you would say well okay well they're not doing it because she's dead because how that would that because msnbc like we all know msnbc and nbc are all in on the vaccine narrative you know as in Mm -hmm. you must get the vaccine everything like that so you know that they wouldn't actually go after Tiffany Dover because that's a chick that everybody's really certain is dead. Really dead. There's, we'll, we'll put a video or something in here where some French people went through and just dug out the evidence and they can show you and everything like that. But impossibly they decided to actually do a podcast. Now that's your kind of first warning right there. Cause it's a podcast. It's not a video. It's not a video where we can. Cause the last time we saw Tiffany Dover, what happened?
1: She passed
0: out on camera. No, no, no. <laughs> we were shown Tiffany Dover again.
1: Oh, like um, where she supposedly it was her at her nurse job, but everyone was like, "How come it looks more like her best friend, who also who also works there?" And then you see both of their pictures, and you're like, "Yeah,
0: yeah, that does look People like." People got, got out the micro chronometer calibrators and started measuring off face shit. And it turned out it was her best friend, and it blew up in their faces so much that they deleted, you know, all the posts and social media. And Tiffany Dover, who used to love to go to the bar in Cancun and show pictures of her kids and blah, 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 and her and her besties. Well, she's so alive, she hasn't posted in two years now, year and a half.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Except for maybe like one fake photo drop and, and yeah. then people Where were Where like,
0: she put on a hundred photos at once all on the same day. And they and, were old photos. And they were old photos and they showed nothing current or, and they were nothing like how she used to pose. So, so again, a lot of this smells bad. Smells really bad. So why would MSNBC suddenly run in and say, we're going to do a podcast about this. Um, and as Joe Leonard said, he's like, I hope they do and they tease right in the first episode we had to listen to it but the sort of dry brown girl voice of the average mighty girl reporter is so irritating and off-putting that i couldn't even make myself listen to it and the propaganda and the smugness and all of that shit was you know oh this this isn't a story really about this isn't a story really about tiffany Dover. the story is about vaccine misinformation you're like oh okay so now we know everything i mean like It has so many holes in it, it's like someone shotgunned her script before they handed it to her. It's really, 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 really blatant propaganda. So I'm kind of waiting to see how it all turns out, because they've decided to make it another Mighty Girl detective mystery. Kind of like To Catch a Killer or whatever it was.
1: Catch
0: a Predator? No, the one with uh, Patton Oswalt's wife, oh, who right. OD'd on drugs before she could finish it. I know it
1: was about the Golden
0: State Killer. Golden State Killer, you know, like, and she's the hero of the whole thing, and then you find out kind of watching it, she's kind of an idiot. Um, I hate to say that, but anybody who's going to buy a fake handgun to ward off a burglar is not a very smart person. So, uh, sorry Patton, but you're kind of an asshole anyways. So, um... She tells you in the first episode that you are going to hear from Tiffany Dover. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to hear from Tiffany Dover, huh? Well, first off, I don't even believe if you would show me Tiffany Dover because you've already tried that bullshit and deepfakes and everything like that. You actually have to. You're actually going to have to give me some court of law proof, as in she's going to have to go in through a judge, go into a judge. Provided DNA sample and swear that she is Tiffany Dover. Now, what she could do is she could just make a video and everything like that, and that would actually, because of how simple the entire culture is, that would actually shut down the whole thing. And if you got up and said, "Hey, I don't think Tiffany Dover's alive. I think she's a, a skinsuit alien." Here we go. Like you're crazy, Alex Jones. He's right a lot of the times. And uh, and and that would be that. You would affect, but like now, why won't you guys do that? Why do you have to do an MSN? So, I think now they're on week three. And they're still teasing that you're going to talk to Tiffany Dover. But the documentary really does seem to have nothing to do with Tiffany Dover and more about you bad vaccine uh, disinformationist. So let's read this week's like email a little bit that came in.
1: All right. So <clears throat>
0: this I wanted to punch a few holes.
1: Yeah, this. Oh, uh, from what this guy said.
0: The whole
1: thing. Okay. So this came from the sub-stack of Mark Crispin Miller. He is a propaganda professor. I forget if it was Columbia University or NYU. I feel like it was is one of those. some names? sort of
0: community college? No, it's like, he's the like prop- the New York school. So he's the propaganda professor. Right. What is propaganda?
1: Um, it's like kind of... You know, basically how to do fake news to... Uh,
0: would you call it disinformation? Yeah. So disinformation is this guy's literal bread and butter specialty. Mm-hmm. And he's pointing out that this is disinformation. And and he doesn't go to like sort of, uh, you know, possum trot tech. He's not the community adjunct professor at the Learning Annex. This guy literally is, what, you say, Columbia and NYU?
1: Well, it's one or the other. I feel like it's Columbia, but it's been a while since I heard his specific story because basically he's been being attacked for a while from his colleagues and stuff because he basically was pointing out a lot of the propaganda that was president, I mean, pre- president, present in the, like, President Trump, you know, 2020 election fiasco and everything like that. So he's but he's colleges a good guy. Are, But
0: colleges are such bastions them. of truth. and. Right. You know, academic rigor and pursuit and everything like that. No, they're not. They literally have this whole scheme where they just hire professors. uh, They'll never give tenure to actually do the heavy lifting of teaching work. And then like Joe Biden, who recently claimed... I was an associate professor (laughs) for four years and everybody's like you didn't teach one class you got a million dollars a year and you never showed because it's all a grift it's like publishing mainstream trade publishing it's all a grift and it's all bullshit so here's a guy who actually is doing his job trying to teach kids how to identify propaganda and we've listened to this guy he's older yeah he's older and and he really and he's not he's not Right wing. He's not a right winger. No, no. he's, he's super, yeah. He was
1: like a a classical liberal. Yeah. So for a long time. Yeah.
0: And he goes off on like hardcore left issues and things like that. But he's like, this is bullshit. So here he is specializing in disinformation and everything like that. Telling you like, this story is bullshit.
1: Yeah. But here we go. As in the NBC one is bullshit. Uh. B.S. (laughs) B.S. <laughs> NBC News. This Put a
0: quarter is... in the swear jar. <laughs>
1: I was just copying. I was like repeating you. And I was like, wait. <laughs> okay. So uh, his title, NBC News reports that Tiffany Dover is alive. So is she? It would be good news if true. Can NBC News prove it? I think it's NBC and IMS NBC, but same monster. Um, and this is a quote from that podcast. When COVID misinformation spreads... Tiffany Dover isn't the only victim.
0: So again, this podcast is not about whether Tiffany Dover is alive. This podcast is telling you about disinformation. And, you know, we see Obama making the circuit right now saying disinformation is the greatest threat to democracy. Well, my brother right there, the first thing you are doing is disinforming everything because the United States is not a democracy, yet you are pretending to manipulate for your purposes that it is. You are disinforming, and you've been the biggest disinforming since your little pinched face, diaper-faced, fat-ass, dude-loving, whatever showed up. <laughs> I cannot stand Barack Obama.
1: I know. I can't either. Um, and so then he goes on to say, What that bit of broken English seems to mean is that Tiffany Dover is alive, like every other, quote, victim of COVID misinformation, according to NBC News. Scroll down below this piece from NBC to the item I sent to my listserv, News from Underground, last May, including the link to a Rumble video put together by a team of French researchers, evidently proving that Ms. Dover is no longer with us.
0: So So. we'll we'll post that that video. It is in French, but there is English stuff and you could read it. So go through it if you want the deep dive, but apparently they do prove that she's dead. Right. And I think we've watched that before last
1: year. I know, yeah. yeah
0: and it does and i and i think there was even someone in this podcast that had access to sort of police reporting and they they noticed a couple of weird things that she had like outstanding drug warrants you know in several states and i'm like well she didn't look like a druggie or whatever but that does sound like the cia trying to say oops tiffany dover died which is what i suspect is going to happen they're going to they're going to play a, tiffany dover was alive but then she died of a drug overdose as her life spiraled out of control due to COVID misinformation. And so I feel that when we get to episode five, let's see if Nick's right. They're going to lay on us that Tiffany Dover was alive, but you bastards killed her.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that would be so their playbook. Okay, so it goes on so which of these two pieces is correct there's a lot more writing on the answer than the truth about the status of that one young woman if nbc news is knowingly reporting lies or even just repeating them without checking their veracity we're in trouble just like winston smith then it goes on to show you the podcast who does that tiffany dover is dead episode three when COVID misinformation spreads, Tiffany Dover is... Again, the, only the
0: podcast is about COVID misinformation and how you, the listener, are a victim of COVID misinformation. This podcast has nothing to do with Tiffany Dover.
1: Right. Brandy tracks down a blogger who spreads falsehoods about COVID vaccination to the, discover now, why.
0: The the blogger spreads falsehoods. Why? Because we decided he spread falsehoods. Mm-hmm. Just like what happened on COVID, any uh, on Twitter, Anything that anybody says that we disagree with is a falsehood.
1: Exactly. About this episode, Tiffany Dover isn't the only person who knows what it's like to have strangers on the internet, take her story, twist the facts, and turn it into a weapon.
0: Ooh, those strangers on the internet, they're always doing such bad things. If only the internet was just a one-mind-state repetition bubble of everything at NBC said. Which is what it was until Elon Musk blew $43 billion on the simple and brilliantly bold concept of free speech.
1: Right. Last September, Amanda Makulek's youngest son, Xander, died unexpectedly, just shy of three months Now, this
0: is where it gets really fun, and this is where they don't realize they outed themselves, as the Medusa will tell you.
1: Well, because we remember this story exactly. Exactly. And we're not making light. It is tragic that a little three-month-old died, for sure. But we remember this story.
0: read, Read what they say, and then will refresh your memory about this person and how it's not COVID misinformation.
1: Right. Last September, Amanda Makulek's youngest son, Xander, died unexpectedly, just shy of three months old. Someone took the tweet where Amanda told her friends and family what had happened and pasted it next to another tweet of hers from two months earlier, where she had written about her relief at being vaccinated while pregnant. The juxtaposition turned her into an anti-vax meme and her story ended up on the COVID blog, a website dedicated to spreading conspiracy theories and misinformation. Yeah,
0: anything is anything that we don't like is a conspiracy theory. These are the dark websites. Elon Musk is a right-wing supremacist. Alex Jones is a grifter and an idiot. All of these things, except they keep turning out not to be the case, and they keep turning out to be true. So we remembered this chick. She was the smug leftist who bragged about getting uh, vaccinated while pregnant When doctors were already saying don't do that, and there was already evidence of massive miscarriages, children being vaccine injured in utero, all of this stuff totally documented, 100% documented. Then, three months after she has the child, the child just mysteriously dies. And then, listen to what this reporter says she tries to spin it that the two, that getting the vaccine and the child dying, just suddenly, tragically, with no explanation. Are completely unrelated and yeah they could be completely unrelated if it weren't for the fact that it wasn't that it was happening everywhere that women were having problems with their biological cycles miscarriages were out of control these birthing problems were happening children were dying like she's she's stating this point as though this happened in a vacuum and none of those facts and figures so this was a bad move on their part because they linked it to something that can easily be verified is in that there were miscarriages. Women were having biological cycle problems. All of these things were happening. And they're trying to say, oh, this dirty blogger who lives in his mother's basement and follows all the dark web conspiracy and alt-right and all these things. He just copied and pasted. She, she wrote that tweet. She smugly bragged about getting vac- vaccinated while pregnant. Well, when when doctors her. were saying doctors were saying not to, now we move on to the next crime scene, which again is another outing because right now, trust in the medical establishment is like zero point one percent
1: right. Um, so then it says, Brandy visits Amanda and then goes to meet the site's owner and only author, a forty seven year old Iowa man named Brian Wilkins. Sounds like a real loser. <laughs> That's what she she would say. Who's written that Tiffany Dover is, quote, one of the early cases that inspired the creation of this blog. Brian's mission is to lead as many people away from vaccination as possible, relentlessly casting. I'm here to
0: lead you away from vaccination,
1: relentlessly casting doubt on accepted science. But now Brandy learns.
0: So in her article, she states that it's accepted science. Okay, well, let's just look at that for a second. Um, How many vaccines have been approved by the FDA? Think about that for a minute. No, no, no. Only two. Only two. You va- mean of
1: the COVID vaccine?
0: Of the COVID. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I
1: thought you meant of all vaccines. So
0: accepted science, right? The vaccine that you're taking is accepted science. No. The Medusa's shaking her head. Why? Well, why could that be?
1: I mean, like, they keep even changing their story constantly. Well, the first
0: off is no one has actually taken an approved vaccine.
1: Not in America, anyway.
0: Not in America.
1: For sure.
0: There are There are two vaccines in America that have been approved. No one is getting those. Everybody is still getting the experimental vaccines because those are the only ones protected. And from those are the only ones protected from legal ramifications, lawsuits and such. No one is actually getting the accepted science vaccines. Homer Yeah.
1: which is that from doesn't, Pfizer.
0: But ask your average COVID idiot, you know, COVIDian, and they'll tell you, oh, these vaccines were approved. But no, they're not. They are not approved by the FDA. The one that no one has gotten the approved vaccines in the United States of America. Right. Exactly. You're still getting the experimental vaccines. So here she is broadly slurring this man, saying that he's against the accepted science. Accepted by who? The What was it when they went after uh, Dr. Uh, the win on Rogan? And they said... 200 doctors have all got or 800 doctors have all gotten together and they they're and it turns out they're all like like they're not doctors they're They're chiropractors chiropractors, uh, they're they're veterinarians well-being specialists you know reiki crystal enthusiasts you know they they lead you to believe that these are all viral biologists epidemiologists all this kind of stuff like the actual doctors who are fighting this the misinformation of the vaccine cult they lead you to believe that that's it. But here she goes with this right here. Um,
1: but now Brandy learns a committed group of doctors
0: is uh, starting the old to fight committed back. group of doctors is starting. They're starting to fight back? mm mm-hmm. uh, Wait, I remember doc- a dancing nurse videos where we were told uh, that we had to get the vaccine uh, uh, because nurses were heroes. I remember doctors writing articles about when when someone doesn't get vaccinated and they're dying. I told them, all I, I can do all I've done. Like they they've been fighting us the entire time but again this disingenuous little bitch is framing it as though it's just starting again she frames everything that she does and everything that she stands for as the victim when that is actually not the case
1: no not at all
0: so i think that's it right there i think go ahead and and examine these things if you will but let's just dive in on that for a minute and just talk about it it's an odd move Like, this is not the time, like, I mean, honestly, COVID's dead. You, you really, like, if you, if you went in on COVID and everything like that, you could get away with it right now. If you would just shut up about it, like Bill Gates, all of them, like, I don't think it was a proven success. I think that there's a level of death and injury going on that is unparalleled. If I were them and I don't have all the data or the whole picture, i might just shut up for a little while and let it take its course so why suddenly go in and try to clean this up why try to claim that tiffany dover is alive i don't think she is i honestly don't but if this chick can produce in the fifth episode tiffany dover and it like it literally can be verified and i can look at it and you know, whatever, you know, get close to it and I'll probably have to go, well, I guess I was wrong on that one because I'm not, I'm not fighting a team here. I'm, I'm, I'm just interested in seeking the truth. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. More. So if you can prove it to us, just like Joe Leonard said, yeah, I'm interested in it. But a lot of people have gone to work on this and then there are the suspicious circums- circumstances of obscuration. You know, So like I said, what I believe we're going to see is that Tiffany Dover is currently dead. She didn't die of the vaccine. She died after, and I'll call it right now, she died after descending into a spiral of drugs because of the public attention that was focused on her. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah she looked like a real drug addict.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we all
0: know nurses are pill poppers.
1: <laughs> Whatever. No, I, I agree with you. I yeah. think that'll probably be But
0: there. the big question, and I'll be interested if you guys want to talk about it in the comments, the big question is... Why do this now? Why, why try... What, what is the sort... I'm interested in what you have to say, but like... Why are you trying to give people confidence in the vaccine now? COVID is dead. If it follows the natural virus epidemiology cycle, it gets weaker and weaker. It is no longer a concern. Why are you trying to clean this up and say that the person that we saw die on camera did not die of that... And therefore, you have confidence to take vaccines. And anybody ever questioning that is a dirty vaccine misinformer. Why are you trying to do that right now at the beginning of summer?
1: Well, because I disagree a little bit. Like, if they just all kind of were quiet and went away, this would all just go away. I mean, I do think COVID is dying for sure. Um, But they did enough bad stuff with COVID. I don't think, I think there are people on their trail right now. Wanting to bring kind of the bad people behind it to justice, like Bill Gates, like Fauci, like people like that. I know there are like big time lawyers that are like, yeah, on but, the case
0: but this is, but this is dumb to go wading them. into something that I think is easily disprovable. Yeah. That even when they lay out their evidence, and again, like the news has gotten really dumb because they haven't had the rigor of actually having to do their job. They've had the um, sort of the, the, weighted favor of twitter where they can just say whatever garbage they want and it's never questioned and anybody who does even get close oh suddenly they're banned on twitter they're banned from social media you know like the rigor of actually having to defend your ideas and everything like that would make you stronger i think what has happened is they've gotten dumber and weaker and they took this little idiot and she's put together a flimsy case and, and if i'm wrong i'll apologize for this but I think she's putting together a flimsy case and the internet's gotten really smart people like those French guys that went in and dug this out or Joe Leonard or all of us, you can do a lot of digging and you can, you like it's, it's weird that they assume that they can clip every thread and that because nine times out of 10, you can find something and it's weird what they protect. And it goes back to like Obama and stuff like that. The things that they protected about Obama That they wouldn't let you get into Drove the narrative Of that he wasn't an American But where that started Was they wouldn't let you look at his transcripts From the big brain school That he went to Because that was racism And I'm like I don't think it's racism I think it's an honest desire To see if this guy has any brains And it turns out I don't think he does right. And I don't even like. Here's another one that you hear from people Who went to his school never met him Mm -hmm. never met him i know well that's weird that's very weird and then michelle obama and her thesis that supposedly is some people have indicated is fairly vile you can't look at that it's when you want to cover up things that tells people that they're over the target so why are you trying to cover up the death of tiffany dover why are you trying to, like, for for 98% of America, except for some nerds like Joe Leonard and Gonzalo Lira and Nick and the Medusa, who no one listens to these people. Gonzalo, but he's off running around Eastern Europe, getting abducted by the SBU. Um, he's He's got a little Tiffany Dover jam. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, no one cares. So why suddenly have a big corporation go in on it. I think the easy answer is there is some vaccine coming back and there's a vaccine coming back because there's a panic coming. Because when you look at even today the loss of Twitter, the unrestricted playground where they had to wail on their political opponents, they're going to need to come up with something that puts the fear of god in people that allows them to get elected again because they are super close to fulfilling their plans and they're not going to do another Trump. And honestly, I would not put it past them to either release a real live bioweapon on us. And I know that feeds into the fear, but I think the next one we get hit with, it's not going to be COVID. I think it's going to be serious. And unfortunately, I wish it weren't that way, but I'm probably still going to act like COVID because I'm over it and I'm not living in fear. And that just gives them the, um, not that I ever really lived in fear. That was kind of a weird Holy Spirit thing, but I, I just, I said, nah, I'm not doing this. And then just kind of had fun.
1: I mean, and I feel like we were turned on to some people early, early on that were giving us the other side and that were actually saying, um, it's not as big of a thing as they're making it out to be like Dr. Mercola. Yeah.
0: They they made made it it out to be a big thing. I think they'll do it with the next one and they'll make sure that you see bodies in the streets and this is the worst thing ever and we need more power and, you know, I'm sorry folks, we just can't do the elections. Um... They may be cool with just lo- losing the 2022 elections. I think there are some indications of that. I think what they're not cool with is Biden for another four years. Yeah. And I don't even think they can get four years out of Biden. Is in, They're pretty sure by then things will be full on. There's no chance that they can win. I think they're hoping in some... Well, I don't I don't know what they're going to do, but it's wild. But I find that the desire to resurrect the, the very bad Tiffany Dover story, which... It's just a loss, and that's the one thing that I understand about the left. Like, you're gonna lose some arguments. You're going to learn, you know, like learn to play sports. In sports, there are bad calls, and there are days that you lose the game. Don't try to turn losses into a win by going home and saying, "Hey, everybody, on the away game we won." Yeah, well, I read the Turleyville paper, and it says you lost. Nope, we totally won. The score was 42 to seven. Yeah, but we won. Well, what were your standards for winning? Well, we didn't win by touchdowns. We won because we decided we went. Well, then you didn't win. But how often do you see the left claiming victory for losses? And that's like a sickness. It's a sickness where you, you haven't learned that sometimes you lose and that losing and falling apart and having bad things happen to you or things not going your way is actually one of the greatest teaching tools you'll ever have in your life, and it's how you get stronger. But for some reason, the left is hell-bent to not ever be confronted with their failures. And so they just keep it getting wilder and more insane. And I think we're seeing the manifestation of that right now in Twitter, on real time regarding that issue. That is the podcast. We will be back.